I play uh, professional. Well, I dreamed that I was in the White House, sitting down in the president's chair. Dreamed that he shook my hand, said, Brownie boy, I'm glad you're here. But it was a dream, just a dream I had on my mind. Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Jaded. I am Jody, and I'm here once again with my good friend Nick. Nick, say hi. Hey, <laughs> I'm with you, girl. I, you know, I, I'm uh, sitting here on a beautiful Sunday. You know, Sunday Sunday night, and it is beautiful. It's beautiful outside. It is. It's a gorgeous day looking out his window with his <laughs> with his screen half cut out. I'm not sure what's that all about, Nick. Well, my screen is half cut out so that I can smoke cigarettes out of my uh, window and flick them out, uh, you know, oh, uh, out, you know out, uh, onto the garden. So it's not that you're climbing in and out of that window? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it serves a purpose. Oh, well, of course it would. If I wasn't a smoker, it would be uh, a total screen. Otherwise, it's just a half a screen. Because uh -huh. you have to understand that when you smoke and you blow smoke through a screen and it is cold outside, oh. that it condenses uh, yellow nicotine on the screen, okay? Oh, oh. So it's kind of gross, and you have to um, cut the screen away so that you're blowing it into, in, into the air, okay? That, that was the most perfect meeting I could ever even dream of, Nick. You smoke filterless camels, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Filterless. And what is, what's the difference between filter and no filter? Well, what, what does it mean? I mean, I mean, camel cigarettes have been around since 1919 or something like that. <laughs> I mean, 100 years. Long time. Um, they're a blend of uh, Turkish tobaccos and American tobaccos and... You know, uh, I guess, you know, when I was living in Europe and living in Paris, I was smoking the uh, cigarettes over there called Gouloise. And Gouloise are a non-filtered cigarette, but they're very strong. You know, they're like it was an African tobacco or some shit, you know? <laughs> and um, so when I came back to America, I was looking for a tobacco that had the same kind of impact. And the only one, uh, the only way I could find was the uh, filterless camel cigarettes. Now my mother smoked filterless camel cigarettes as well, so there might be a you know uh, a memory there. You know, I have to admit, you know. Was your mom a wine drinker as well? No, she was a vodka drinker. Oh, okay, okay, but yeah. she was she was a drinker, drinker and smoker. Both not yeah, she was a smoker and a drinker, and uh, you know, I mean, my grandfather was uh, at one point drinking a case of beer a day, and he was a farmer. And um, was there some sort of tragedy that brought that on? No, there really wasn't. Well, you know, he lost a son. Um, it, my my uncle, uh, you know, he my uncle got cut with a saw when they were cutting down trees or something. How old was he? He was 12. Okay. And he uh, went down to the doctor, and they gave him a penicillin shot. Well, it turns out he was uh, allergic to penicillin. Oh, shit. 
And he died because of the penicillin shot. Oh. So, I don't know. You know, I don't it know. Sounds that. like a trigger to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty huge Traumatic? trigger. I mean, they had... Not, not even trigger. That could, that's the event. Could I mean, the, all, all of a sudden, my mother became the oldest sibling. And, Nick, uh, you have kids. Could you imagine losing a child at yeah. 12? Yeah. What, like, like what Orion, that would do like to you? Like, Orion is 11. I mean, he... Oh, know, Lord. I mean, can you imagine losing him at 12? I mean, he just dies. I mean... It must have been a true. And he dies, tremendous. and he dies not only, but because you took him to that doctor. Yeah, and he, the doctor gave him a penicillin shot. And most men don't take kids to the doctor, first of all. But it's like, get over it. You know, you cut penic- yourself, get over it. You know? Penicillin saves a lot of lives, but yeah, yeah that is, I, I wouldn't expect that to be the response for, I, I mean, even if the mom took him, irregardless, 12 years old, <laughs> I have to say it, I think that all 13-year-olds... I don't like them. I don't like them. They're they're snotty. They think they know everything. They've lost that cute, lovable, wide-eyed, love to learn aspect that most children have, and they've developed this. I know better than you. You don't you don't know anything kind of attitude. Right. So twelve is right on that cusp, and that's well, every age I believe before you know fifteen or so yeah. is a delicate age, but yeah. Do you suppose you started drinking then, or do you know anything about when that I don't know when you started drinking. All I know is that when I was like uh, five, six, seven years old, eight years old, and I was spending summers on, on the farm, he was drinking a case of beer a day. Oh, wow. All right. And we had 60 cows to milk. So did he, was he a functional alcoholic, or was he a rapidly declining one? No, he's a functional alcoholic. So how I always remember, I always remember him. He actually quit eventually. He's just up and quit cold turkey. Drinking? <coughs> so, yeah, drinking. Oh, that's a story. And, but when he was drinking, uh, we had a brewery in town in Cross Plains, Wisconsin. Downstairs, down, downtown was a brewery, you know, and make bottled beer, okay? So he had Fauerbach beer or whatever it was he was drinking. And um, I remember as a kid, he would tip a bottle up to his mouth and he would make a noise. He would suck it out of the bottle because it wouldn't come out of the bottle fast enough for him, you know? <laughs> it was like, he would suck it. It was like, out of the bottle. Oh. And it was like a weird, <laughs> weird sound, you know? <laughs> but you know that I was born when he was, let's see, I was born in 53. So he was 53. Oh. So, so he was pretty old grandpa, you know, yeah. already. You know, well, 53? 53. You think that's old grandpa? Well, back in that time. It, oh, okay. You know, that that would right, make sense. It was. Yes, you know, maybe yes. not in this time. Yeah, you know? lifespan much shorter than uh, You know, 53 is a new 33. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, it's a new 103. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or opposite, whatever. Yeah, I right. Wrong I hear you. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he... Um, and, and so when I was seven, he was 60. Okay. And I was living on the farm. I was like milking the cows and I was like feeding the cows. And, you know, what do you suppose the age, longevity, what expectancy for him? His expectancy, you know, back then, I mean, expectancy was not much beyond 60. Okay. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I wanted to make sure I was on yeah. the same page. Okay. So he was doing okay. I mean, you know, and then, uh, you know, so all right, I grew up and at 17... I left the country. 
Uh, so wait, at seventeen, when you were seven. Yeah, ten did you years say later. So so ten years later. So okay. uh, so he's seventy. In seventy one, so he is seventy one years old. Okay. Born nineteen hundred. All right, easy enough. Mm hmm. <laughs> and so I left the country. You, what do you mean you left the country just because you left? What do you mean? Is there a little well, bit behind uh, that? No, well, I graduated from high school. Yeah? I had four friends that were killed in Vietnam. Oh, hell. And I said, I don't have the grades to get a deferment, and I'm going to get drafted. Oh, All right? okay. So I found out that if I left the country and I registered for the draft overseas at an embassy, that I would not get drafted until I came back to the United States. Oh, wow, okay. Because it went into Draft Board 100. So you were not going to register. <coughs> you were just looking for a, I was, uh, yeah, a way I, to put I it found, off. Yeah, I found this out. Hell yeah. And so <laughs> I spent uh, almost seven years over there. and um, so, so where did you go? How did, what? You just up and chose a place in Europe and went, or what kind no, of thought well, did you put well, behind well, it? Well, initially I thought that I was going to go to Kuwait. What What was there? Why? Uh, I had a best friend who was a, a you know a Kuwait guy. His his father was the minister of finance, if you can imagine that, for Kuwait. Oh right? wow! And I could have done work over there. All right. Well, that never panned out. Oh okay. Even though I got, I got like 30 vaccinations for typhoid oh, and yellow ouch. fever and everything. Like that. I got every vaccination known to humankind for you everything. You were pretty uh, smart. You know. Or were you paranoid? Were you uh, well, I didn't, I didn't want to get, you know. Didn't any, want to die of something. Yeah, if I was going to quit, I didn't know what the hell was over there, you know. I mean. It's desert, right? Yeah. And I had a side plan of my friend Chip Trinan was He and I were going to go down through Africa. Oh, wow. We were going to meet in Alexandria, Egypt, and we were going to just walk down the whole continent of Africa, you know? Why the fuck would you want to do that? Well, that, as it turns out, it probably was not a good idea. Oh. But he, he, never, okay. he never came through with it, you know? But so I, had, I had... people fall out. I had all the vaccinations. <laughs> you, oh, you could go anywhere at this point. I could go anywhere. Now, I was... I'd go to the no room. Amazon? No, no, I never. I was like, I, I got every goddamn vaccination known to humankind: <laughs> cholera, yellow fever, you know, typhoid. I mean, every, I mean, everything. You know. So, I was ready to go, but at, in the end, I never ended up going to, to to Kuwait. You know, I ended up going to Paris. I had one hundred twenty-five dollars in my pocket. Who was in Paris? Nobody. Or, why didn't weren't the French assholes back then? Sorry. Well, well, yeah. That's yeah, not they, the friendliest they, they, they country for them to they, go they, to. You know, but Sorry. you know, I, I, it wasn't. I wasn't politically minded in that way. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't thinking politically. I went to I Paris because I had I had um, a a forged uh, student card for the universe, University of Wisconsin, and I, w I went to the <laughs> University of Wisconsin Travel Bureau. I got a $225 round-trip ticket from Chicago to Paris. Oh, shit. And this is back in 70. Was okay. that expensive? It's, it sounds awesome $225. Now. Okay. Round yeah. trip. All the way to Paris and back. All right? All so, the way to And Paris. for a year. It's open for a year. Okay? Oh, shit. 
Just because you what? Signed up with them? No, because, yeah, because I had uh, pretended that I was a student, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. Second all right, so I got this ticket. All right, so I got that. I had never been on an airplane before, ever. Oh, shit. I, um, You're how old at this point? 18? I'm 17. 17, okay. Young and... I was leaving my, you know, my girlfriend and my family and, you know, every, you know everything. Everybody. Just because yeah, you didn't want to die Didn't want to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't want to get Maybe died. in a week, but not tomorrow. And I went and left with $125 in my pocket. And all the way down the gate uh, towards the airplane, which was, back then it was a, a new 747, you know, they weren't. They were just invented. Well, they were new at one point. They were just invented, you know. <laughs> Not the and plane. I, I had a carton of Winston under my... Wait, uh, wait, was the plane just invented or was the 747? <laughs> <laughs> the 747 was just invented. Okay. Just all right, so we got into, into the 747. I, I threw up all the way oh, down wait. the gate into each trash can. I was, they didn't have they uh, didn't have vomit bags for you. No, I was walking down towards the plane. Oh, Nick. all by myself, seventeen years old. Freaking out, going, going you don't know to anybody. Paris. You know. But oh my God, the balls, the gun does it to, yeah. to do that. Like, yeah. And um, I, I was, I was throwing up. <laughs> I was so nervous. I got on the plane. Here that is I was bravery. At seventeen years old, with one hundred twenty-five bucks in my pocket. Going to fucking Paris. All right? Oh, there's bravery in other ways, too. Sorry. Just I mean... Thought of, no, I just never thought know of the young gonna, men you who... You don't know what's going to happen. Lost their lives. You know, I mean, you can spend $125 an hour. I mean, easy, you know, on something, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sit me down, sit me down uh, in front of so a slot machine. That began that, that adventure, which lasted almost seven years. Wow. Yeah. But, so you land over in Paris, and you do what? The first thing I did was um, I figured, all right, I don't speak French. No, right? <laughs> right? Didn't um, take that I had this huge pack on my back, 60-pound pack, you know, with my stuff and my clothes, with everything that you think you need, you know, you sleeping bag and, you know. Other coat. than being clean, you look like a homeless man. Yeah. you got your whole life on yeah. your back. Yeah. All right, so I'm walking down to the subway in, in Paris, and I figure I better get over to England because at least they speak my language. Right. All right. <laughs> well, All right. So, I I I figured out that I have to go to the ferry, you know. Okay. In Cherbourg, France, and I have to take the trek across to the main to England, right? So your your most your your foremost thought is I've got to get where yeah, you speak I've my language. Yeah, I got to get someplace where if I I got to speak you know a language I know you know otherwise I, if I have to work. Not Whatever, I gotta find a place you know, to sleep, or I gotta, yeah, I gotta right. go where they speak. Yeah, my my language, right? <laughs> right. So we all have comforts. <laughs> all right, so I get over there. I'm hanging out, and I had one place to go because from um, uh, high school, uh, you know, there was a girl who was, who was from London. She had given me a, a referral uh, to a, a family that put me up, you know, uh-huh. and. But you can't, you know, stay at a family, you know, forever. I, you know, it was wonderful in England. It's rain all the time. It's always cloudy. It is uh, very, very, you know, it's, it's depressing. I lived there for <coughs> three months during the yeah. Cold War. So, 
All right, so I was out, down in Trafalgar Square, and I met this guy oh, named Tony. Been there. All right, Tony was uh, a reborn Christian, but he played guitar, and I played harmonica. So, you know, we, we jammed together and did things like that. Speaking of harmonica, hopefully we won't get off track, but the music we started with for this pod was specifically something Nick put on because he does play harmonica. <laughs> harmonica, good Lord. And those were directly off of his phone. So I wanted to give credit. Uh, do you remember the artist or song? Sanitary Brown McGee. Yes, and it was very delightful. So sorry, go ahead. So, he was a <coughs> so anyway, so I meet this Tony guy. I'm 17. I'm. Uh, How old do you think he was? I was three weeks away from being 18. He was probably uh, he's probably 19 or 20. Okay, not too much older. Sorry. Uh, he's a Jesus Jesus guy, you know. <laughs> Recently uh, saved, you said? Uh, no, I, I think, I don't know what his Born deal again. was, but anyway. Something. So we get up into, uh, we start hit. we say, all right, let's hitch together. You know, we're going to go up, uh, you know, go up England. Go, let's check it out, you know. Get up in the Lakes District of England, and uh, we met some, we met, we were at the bar, you know. I didn't have much money, but everybody's buying us drinks, so we're fine. And, <laughs> you know. We're eating our rice and our Knox uh, dry soup packet every day, you know, so that keeps us going. Oh, you know. That was part of your 60-pound pack. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we could buy Knox soup packets in the, at the grocery store or something, whatever. Is and, that like ramen, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like ramen. Yeah, it, it's basically. Quick, fast. You live on ramen yeah. every day, yeah. you know, because that's all you can afford, right? But anyway, so um, we meet some women, you know, and the women come down to, we're sleeping right on the lake, you know, I mean, the, wow. the, the, the lake, we're sleeping right there, you know, and there was this little girl from New Jersey, and she was like cuddling up to me, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I didn't know nothing about sex, I, I really didn't, you At know? that age? No, you were, no, 17 years old. How many years weeks old. away from being 18? Yeah, I, I was like three weeks away from being 18 okay. years old. Okay, that's different. You know? That's respectable. And so, this girl was, you know, hot to trot. She was like from a college girl from, you know, in, from New Jersey. And, oh God, she got me going. And, all right, so it happened, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an experience. <laughs> well, know? I know it was maybe not. But it was... That is an experience. It was good, you know, and and so the next day, you know, we take off, we get started hitchhiking down the highway, go all the way up to Scotland, and that's where I meet, you know, when I get up to Inverness, oh. um, northern Scotland, bunch of hippies all together, we're all like playing music and smoking weed and doing all the hash and all this stuff, you know? Oh, yep, oh, hold on, we're going to pause for just a moment. I'm so sorry, I didn't know you were over here, what, you were, what are you guys doing? 